0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Horror Obsessive Podcast for episode number three. I'm one half of your hosting duo, JP Nunez, and joined as always by my awesome, but not quite as awesome as me, co host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean?
1: You're right. I'm far superior <laughs> in awesomeness. Yeah, how could on you opposite even compete, day. JP? <laughs>
0: on opposite day, Sean.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, I'm doing all right. Um, how was your Thanksgiving?
0: It was good. It was uh it was low key. Um there were just four of us. Uh but it was good. The the food was good, good company, good time. Um so overall it was pretty good. How about you?
1: Oh, it was great. I I basically took the day off. I was just I I drank too much the night before. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And I was a sleepy boy during Thanksgiving. So, <laughs> it was okay.
0: All right, fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs>
1: Alright, so uh, I'm excited this week because we get to talk no about way. Slasher film, we get to talk about uh, Silent Night, Deathly Night. How do you feel about this week, JP?
0: Well, um, it's a week, you know, this, this movie. Um, okay, I'll, I'll say this, I'll say this. So, for the past two weeks, ever since we decided to watch this movie, I've been telling you how much I hate it. <laughs>
1: How <laughs> <laughs> do you think I asked? <laughs>
0: and I, I have to say though, in all honesty, as far as 80s slashers go, this one's not bad. It's not good, but it's not bad.
1: <laughs> all right. You know? Well we'll get into that in just a second, but let's um let's uh reconvene after we talk about the uh horror obsessive all right. Yeah, you know, we're obligated. But Yes, yes. <laughs> it's also our passion. So <laughs> Totally, totally. Um What do you got this week on on Hobbs? What what was brought to your attention?
0: Yeah, um so I feel like um shamelessly promoting myself every week now because I keep highlighting my own articles, but I promise that's just a coincidence. Um so this week uh, I want to highlight uh, something I wrote about a movie called The Harbinger. Uh, We played at some some film festivals uh, earlier in the year. Uh, You and I both saw it. We saw it at different festivals, but we both saw it. Uh, We both really liked it. Um, And it's finally getting released to the public, Um, December 1st. So when you guys listen to this, it'll be out already. Um, It's being released on uh, VOD and uh, limited theaters. Um, So... Sean and I both liked it. And I said, as I said in my article, Sean and I have pretty different tastes in horror movies. <laughs> we so <really> the... do. <laughs> Not
1: some so the... far on the podcast yet, but... Um, well, today far... we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's coming. It's coming today. So.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we saw that a bit last week or last time too with, uh, with oh, Monster yeah. Club, you know? Um, but yeah, but since, uh, since we both really like this movie, um, that means that it is a really good movie. So we both highly recommend that you guys check it out uh, if you get a chance it's coming out. Uh, well, it should be out already by the time you hear this. Um, so yeah, check it out on VOD or if was playing at a theater near you, uh, The Harbinger, directed by Andy Mitten. Excellent, yeah, excellent Make movie. sure it's the Andy Mitten one. <laughs> yes, there is another version, another movie called The Harbinger that came out this year That shall we say, not nearly as good.
1: Yeah, <laughs> um, well scenes version is, it's a little bit different. Um, yes. But I agree. Uh, I think Annie Minton's Harbinger is actually in contention for a spot in my top 10 right now for the year. Mm. Okay, okay. I, I really that. enjoyed this film, uh, especially as it speaks to people that aren't here anymore, sort of, in a, in a certain mm-hmm. context. Yeah, yeah. I... I really liked it. <laughs> so I do, um, I, I'll advocate on the same page as JP for this one. Definitely check this one out. Cause it's, it's not only scary, but it's, uh, it'll really hit you. It'll really get you good. So.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And you can also, uh, both Sean and I wrote reviews of it for the festivals we saw it for. Um, so if you want to check out, you know, just search on the website for the Harbinger. Uh, you can see both of our views see, you know, kind of more specifically what we thought of it and, and why we liked it.
1: Yeah. So for me, for Horror Obsessive this week, uh, Brendan's Black Friday article got mm. me. Yes, yes. First of all, it, it perfectly timed uh, for Brendan. because <laughs> I-, I mean, it came out, it came out on Thanksgiving, right? So <laughs> I, um the reason it gets to me is that Brendan didn't want to watch this movie. (laughs) He like admits it in like line. He didn't want to to watch it. Mm -hmm. He didn't think there was going to be any joy in it. And I watched it again. I actually just watched it again last weekend.
0: Oh, really? It's, it's
1: so much fun. It's just silly. And, uh, you know, it really takes the consumerists uh, look at black Friday to a different level. (laughs) Uh, You know, with, that sort of society yeah. monster at the end of everybody sort of amalgamating mm-hmm. in, in yeah, one yeah. giant, uh, kaiju monster. <laughs> so if you want to see some weird shit, black Friday is, uh, is a good one to, to do right now, especially as we are getting into shopping season, uh, for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So yeah. 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 And Brendan's article is excellent as well. It's, it's well written. Uh, I think Brendan's always doing a good job on, on that stuff. And it, I, I liked it because it pulled my attention immediately because he didn't want to watch the film. And ended up, you know, he basically says in it, it's not, you know, it's not great, but it's it's a fun time.
0: Right, right, yeah. And
1: I think that's what a lot of us are looking for right now is something a little low-key to
0: mm-hmm.
1: ease our minds for the end of the year. So yeah, Black Friday.
0: Yeah, yeah. Check it out. Anything else you want to? Highlight?
1: Yeah, you know, we did talk a little bit last. Was I think it was last time about uh Walking Dead because the penultimate mm-hmm. episode came out and uh, a week ago the the uh, the finale played. Um, first of all, Andrew's done a fantastic job of you know summarizing these episodes as they enter the the end of the series, and yeah, the final yeah. episode. I don't know if anyone else watched it. I thought it was pretty good. Um,
0: I've heard that. I've heard good things about it.
1: It, it di- I mean, I thought this whole season went to, to a direction that I, I kind of wish it didn't. I, I kind of wish it went into new territory as opposed to repeating some of the old, older things. But it brought out a lot of new things in zombies. It brought out, uh, you know, certain things and characters that we weren't used to seeing, especially, you know. Negan and Maggie who are getting their, their spinoff series. And uh, we got, we finally got to see um, a couple of characters come back, which was, which was kind of cool. I don't want to spoil anything in case anyone hasn't seen it. And um, there was one, there was, there wasn't many character deaths, but one character in particular, I think they made it a little bit bigger than it needed to be, but it was still kind of a hard hitting one. Based on where that character was in the series. So, hmm, okay. uh, all in all, I thought it was extremely satisfying. There's an action sequence in it with things blowing up that I was not prepared for. That, like, I didn't think that Walking Dead had that kind of budget. <laughs> and it looks awesome. <laughs> but, oh, nice, um, nice. Good
0: to hear. Good it, to hear. It's maybe,
1: yeah, it's maybe the biggest explosives or uh, action sequence that Walking Dead's ever done. So, that was kind of fun, oh, wow. too. And, um, yeah that, that's it is I just I kind of just want to point out how good uh, it, it ended because most series don't end well <laughs> it,
0: it, it's yeah. really tough to stick the landing for for series and movies. I mean any story you tell you know like it, it's it's relatively easy I mean relatively easy
1: you know yeah to, I mean,
0: to, to build up a good story but to, to end it on a good note is really, really hard. You're
1: spending so many hours with characters, uh, especially in television. Um, Mm -hmm. It is hard to say goodbye to those characters. I've had times where I've been very excited for series finales and won't watch them for a period of years because I am not ready to say goodbye to those characters. (laughs) Like, I don't even know why that happens. uh, Dead Like Me was one of them. They made a movie and I finally finished the series. Uh, Brian Fuller, though, I think is fantastic at... Mm-hmm. creating shows i think hannibal season three was sort of a similar situation where okay. i didn't like i watched that whole series while it aired and six months into the third season uh because they split it up into like two halves or or some or maybe it had already gotten canceled at that point or something but they decided that it was going to be finished All i was right. like i need i need to wait <laughs> <laughs> and um I, I can't say i was glad that i was that i did wait but yeah uh, I just, I really, I, I, if you haven't watched Hannibal, watch Hannibal and you'll understand. I've, I, I've never so seen it. Freaking good together. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay.
0: I, I, I've heard great things about it, you know, and, and I love yeah. Silence of the Lambs. So
1: if I get a chance. Um, it's, it's pretty damn good though, for what it is. It, it may okay. it might not okay. be okay. Silence of the Lambs, but it's pretty. Damn, well, I mean, um,
0: not may, not many things are Silence of the Lambs. I mean, that, that's a pretty high <laughs> bar, you
1: know, it's, I'd say it fits in pretty close though. Like, Okay. Okay. Yeah, Mads Mikkelsen's an excellent Hannibal actor.
0: I mean, he's an excellent actor in general. So yes, uh, I agree. I, I,
1: I'll watch him in anything too. Mm-hmm. That's an, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You could read the phone book and I'd be in. You know.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, those are the, those are the best actors who can do that. Who just like no matter what they're saying, they're just so just the way they say it is just so captivating. Yes. You know that's that's the best.
1: Alright, we should start moving on. And JP, I, I wanna mention again, I, I asked you before, but how do you like my decor this week? Because those that you know, you can't see it uh in podcast land, but I have two posters of Silent Night Deadly Night, and I've got the Silent Night Deadly Night game right here. <laughs> I can't wait oh, to overplay boy. it. <laughs> I I kick this. I can't I can't even tell you like I I'm so excited to play this. It's right. literally, it's to catch a killer, the game, but they, they made it. So it's Silent Night, Deadly Night, and they put a uh, whole bunch of extras with it. I'm, I'm very excited. I'm very pumped for it. Uh, so
0: what do I think of that? Oh boy. Um, I think
1: it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, I, I, th- I thought you. I thought you might have some words. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got
0: words. Oh, I got words. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right, all right, all right. Well, let's get. Let's just jump in because you know what I'm going to ask you to do now because th- it's my week. And last week I got to I got to do it for your film. This week you're going to do the synopsis for my film. Yeah.
0: All right. So this time I actually wrote notes about the. Uh, the I knew plot.
1: you. Were, I knew it was going to start good.
0: So I can. <laughs> Actually, say something more than a guy kills people. The end. You know. Um, all right. So there's this little kid named Billy, and it starts off with him and his family. They're going to visit his grandfather at um like a some sort of like a nursing home or or something. Um, and he has some sort of condition where he doesn't speak. He seems to be almost like catatonic, like out of it. Um, and then. For some weird reason, everybody leaves the room and they leave Billy alone with the grandfather. And then lo and behold, the grandfather actually says something. um, And basically he tells Billy to be super afraid of Santa Claus. He says that Christmas Eve is the quote unquote scariest damn night of the year. Um, And he says if he sees Santa Claus, he should run for his life. uh, For some reason. Uh, And then on their way back home from that, uh, a criminal dressed up in a Santa suit uh, attacks the family. He kills Billy's father, and he sexually assaults his mother and then kills her. Uh, And then we jump ahead a few years. Billy's in an orphanage, and uh, they're celebrating Christmas. And they force Billy to sit on Santa's lap because they have a a guy coming in a Santa Claus suit. Um, And and Billy, you know, he experiences that trauma all over again. Um, And so he punches Santa in the face and runs away. Um, And so like he has all this built up Santa Claus trauma, you know, Uh, and then like throughout the rest of his life, he just keeps experiencing, experiencing flashbacks to it again and again. And eventually one night um, when he's, he's 18, he, uh, he dresses up as Santa Claus because the, the place where he works, they have a Santa come in, but something happens to the guy. And so the, his, Billy's boss tells him, hey, you dress up as Santa. And so he does. Um, and then he sees somebody trying mm-hmm. to rape uh, the girl he has a crush on, and that makes him snap. And he goes crazy and he punishes all the naughty people. By killing them, and then that's the rest of the movie. The end. Naughty. No, that's the only good scene. Naughty. Oh man, that's all
1: right. All right, so let, let's let's jump into this. Like, I want to go oh, a man. little bit more scene by scene because mm-hmm. I think that this one sort of deserves it because it's this movie's all over the place. I know it. It is. Oh, it definitely <laughs> is. It definitely is. Although I will say, I will say
0: it's kind of all over the place nature, at least to a certain extent, is why I don't hate it as much as I hate some other eighty slashers.
1: Yeah, no, I, trust me, I, like, I know what this movie, this movie's a Halloween ripoff. Like, if we're really going, well, there, like, I mean, even, I think the tagline for the movie was, uh, you made it through Halloween, now try Christmas or something. Oh, really? <laughs> it knows what it is. Um, I mean, pretty much
0: every eighty slasher is a Halloween ripoff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But did you know that this movie came out the same day as um, Nightmare on Elm Street and it was actually on course to do better than the Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, I
0: think I've heard that. Yeah. Yeah. All the controversy, people like boycotting up, well, like protesting outside theaters and whatnot. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah there's different cuts of this movie and one of the cuts and we were just discussing this because we were trying to get, you know, we were trying to see which cut both of us watched. Uh, I have a 30th anniversary cut that has like, it's, it's pretty well remastered except for certain scenes are a little bit darker because they're from a different print. Uh, the, the thing of it is, is like back in the, like the seventies, 70s, the seventies, 70s, eighties, uh, I think for right up until they standardized some things, they would just cut pieces of film out from the reel. Like the, if they didn't mm-hmm. like the content, it just got cut. And yeah. I think this one started as an unrated version and then became an R-rated movie. Uh, yeah. This was during like Satanic Panic Era and, and all of that. So yeah, yeah. Um, this this sort of falls in the lines of that.
0: Well, what, what, what I was reading, uh, I did I actually did some research for this. Um, I'm proud of myself.
1: There you um. go. <laughs>
0: Uh, so so I, was, I was reading that. I mean, it wasn't so much satanic panic specifically. It was more like people just didn't like the fact that it was Santa Claus killing people. They thought that would scare kids and, and whatnot. That's, at least that's that's
1: what I found. No, no, it's it's true. You know? Like, I mean... It and I guess it's all, all kind of, you know, even, you know we'll it all, all goes together. We'll get into that in a minute, yeah. though, too, because I think that some of the satanic panic stuff, I actually think it does enter into this movie. Um, okay. In small chunks. And it's more or less like the suburban, like... So Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, which, you know, now I think we were supposed to talk about it because we mentioned it. (laughs) Uh, But that movie is very much a satanic panic film. It's very much about evil coming to the suburbs. It's, you know, uh, and not telling your kids about it, trying to keep your kids from it, stuff like that. And for this to have opened on the same weekend is sort of like, I definitely think that the writer had it in his head that, you know, Santa coming through the window this is very much a, a, an idea that evil can just creep in like this. Like it can be something of innocent mm. that can kind of, no, and it, it, here's the thing that proves that, that is at the very end. Um, but it's Santa Claus, you know, the kids going, but it's Santa Claus. It's something innocent. It's something I love. He's bringing me gifts, you know, I'm sorry. I'm trying mm-hmm. to Mark Wahlberg here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, Santa's coming. No, he's got the gifts. He's coming down the chimney. Um, but anyway, uh, that's it. Is like it can come in. It can come right through the door. The kid is going to let it in. I it's mean, very I, much I, got that. It's got that vibe to it.
0: I see what you're saying, and I, I, I think that's, you know, y- y- you can definitely interpret the movie that way. But given how, just how much this, this is just a cheap slasher. Movie. You know, hmm. it's like because of that, I don't really think that the filmmakers behind it were really thinking that deeply into the story. I think they just they just wanted a movie where a guy dresses up as Santa Claus and goes around killing people. And if that happens, of course, kids who see it are going to say, oh, but it's Santa Claus. He can't be evil. I think that just naturally flows from the premise. And so it doesn't necessarily have to be a, 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 an intentional, you know, social commentary.
1: OK, OK. I think this <laughs> I think that it is actually part of this one because have you have you watched any of the other ones cuz there's like 5 of them and I think a, I've, I think I've never all seen this come no. out the Blu-ray but you haven't seen any of those I haven't seen them no no so the second one the first 40 minutes of the second one is a rehash of the first one like it's literally him telling his therapist that it, Billy's story it's it's oh the brother the brother no takes over in the second one and he no just no rehashes Billy's story Forty minutes. I'm not lying. Oh is just him talking to the <laughs> therapist, and oh, it's just that's... scenes from the first movie. This was this is going to be the greatest um, money la- like laundry scheme. Is <laughs> night, Deadly night two because that's, it that's probably horrible. made a ton, and it didn't like it didn't, didn't have to do anything for forty they minutes. Shoot, the movie, they didn't shoot any new scene. A <laughs>
0: <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's that's terrible
1: yeah no it, uh, it that but that one's a cheap slasher. like that's what I'm talking about is so the second one is literally the brother just dons the the Santa suit he goes a little nuts and and starts killing people and it's really like it's not even thought out like he's literally walking down the street and he just you know he decides that his girlfriend and this other guy that she used to see like they're they're dead now like and that's it and he just goes snaps that's and that's right. the second one but anyway, we're, I'm getting off track here because the first one. Um, there's also the scene with the father going into the the child's room, all right, trying to surprise her as Santa Claus. And because of all of the panic that is going on in the streets, the cops like arrive at that house watching the Santa go through. The, oh, well, when, you, when you say father, you mean the priest? No, no. There's a scene Wait. where the. Um, uh, oh no! It's just it's, it's somebody's. It's, It's somebody's dad. Like it goes into her room, like climbs up a ladder, goes into her room, and the cops show up at the house, seeing him go into the room through the lat with the ladder. Um, they come in guns ablazing, and they're ready to shoot him, like based on the fact that he's wearing a Santa suit and he's sneaking through a window. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So there is this I do think that there's a sense of moral panic there. I think that there's a concern that this thing is going to get in <laughs> to, to these houses, these homes. Even, That's what even there,
0: even There's there, I, I, stuff going on I think here. you're, yeah. I still think you're reading too much into it because again, like, you know, that just flows naturally from the premise of, Hey, it's a guy in a Santa Claus suit. And if it's around Christmas time, there are going to be plenty of other people in Santa Claus suits. So, you know, of course the cops are going to, are going to see someone else and think it's the guy they're looking for. It's almost like that Halloween Two thing, or is it? No, well, the Halloween
1: Two th- I definitely get Halloween Two vibes from this you know? for sure, um, mm-hmm. especially during those scenes, like where the cops just show up and, and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. But even that, like, it, we've talked about Halloween, and there is a sense of moral panic in the 1978 Halloween movie.
0: I mean, the, 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 yeah, but this isn't that movie. It's I think people this coming is... to
1: the suburbs. It's it's what it is. Yeah,
0: I. I I think that's uh, even for Halloween. I think that's you. I think you're reading too much into. I mean, let say this. I, I don't mean, think, I don't it, think it, it's, a, it's a legitimate way <laughs> to interpret the movie. But I don't think that's uh, for Halloween. Maybe, but for this one, Silent Night, Deadly Night, I still think that's that's probably not what the filmmakers had in mind. I, this is just a, a a trashy slasher movie, and I don't think they were thinking think- that deeply. I think that you're About thinking story.
1: I think that you're thinking differently from from the writing angle and the directing angle because the directing angle for sure it's it's a fine cheap slasher movie whatever you want to call it but horror movies in general in back you know well, 30 years time, ago yeah. and I mean even now are, are like a percentage of what like an action film or anything is going to be so obviously right. financing is going to be a whole lot easier to get but writing wise the writer you know is going to write Stuff into it, subtext for sure. Yeah, but and it, I think that that's part then, of it. Uh, it's, I mean, think about it. It fits the era, a hundred percent. It, uh, yes, writers <laughs> put
0: subtext into the scripts they write. But I think when someone, uh, oh, let, me say this, let me say this. I mean, could the writer have meant that? Sure. Like, I, we we don't know for sure. You know what the writer did or did not mean to include it here. Obviously. But I just think, given the era that this, I mean, yes, this is the era of Satanic Panic, but it's also the era of just, you know, churning out cheap slashers one after another, you know? And so I think to me, it still seems much more likely that this is just, you know, somebody wrote a movie wrote a script about a guy dressing up as Santa Claus, killing people. And they just came up with, you know, all right, what would flow naturally from that premise? Other people dressing up as Santa Claus? Cause that happens around this time of year. Kids thinking, Oh, Hey, it's Santa Claus. He must be safe. Cause that's kind of just how kids think. So I think there are, there are other more natural explanations for all these scenes that you're bringing up. And I think, To me, it seems more likely that it's just a cheap, trashy slasher movie at that, you know, it's more just about the concept of Santa Claus killing people than it is about the subtext of, you know, evil coming into suburban homes or anything. I mean, yeah, you could read it that
1: way. I mean, that's the thing. I don't think that's intended. Like it, it can be both. It doesn't have to just be one. Like we don't have to choose. Like I mean, Halloween it. is obviously you know Halloween has a lot of stuff baked into the. Uh, yeah, for sure. Like there's always going to be debates on whether you know he was a, you know he was stalking her or whether it was random. All right, there's always going to be debates on you know a bunch of the different things because I, I mean what I really like that the new one did and you know, you'll read this in the, in the essay that I wrote that should be coming out in on Wednesday. Um, We'll see. (laughs) It's done. It's done. But um, what the new one did is it replaced a town that was literally just a pharmacy on a corner and it replaced it with a much bigger version of that town. And it, it filled the movie with characters in that town, which may have been a mistake. I really think that the Halloween trilogy should have probably been an episodic thing, the way that they sort of configured it, so, You know, the way that they wanted it. The way we wanted it is something way different. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I do think that you have to put it into that bracket where it's like, we're looking at Iris Toys, where the, the pharmacy should have been in, in Halloween. And we're looking at a a much smaller version of what was once considered a city or town or or whatever. Um, These, the suburban idea from then to now is a whole lot different because the world has changed a whole lot. So I think that if we go back to like the silent night, deadly night era, and we see that satanic panic is in the news, we see, you know, nightmare on Elm street is coming out that same weekend. So it's not like it's a hard idea for yeah, us to uh, it. You, But here's
0: the thing with the Nightmare on Elm Street, thing, though. When they were writing the script, they didn't think, "Oh man, Nightmare on Elm Street is going to come out the same day." No,
1: so, no. What I'm saying yeah. is, I'm not putting that into context. What I'm saying <laughs> is that Nightmare on Elm Street definitely has those themes baked in of suburban panic and moral panic. And okay, to I th- get that get some make, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I mean that that and that's
1: this just plays. On, I, I do think that this plays on similar ideas because we're talking about children's innocence and we're talking mm-hmm. about uh, a jolly you know, the figure, a, a mythological character that is supposed to be nice, bring people toys, like, that's what we're talking about. And so, like, to to make him evil and show the kids just letting him in and things like that, it really suggests this much more reserved personality. And, I mean, who is the lead, like, who is the lead parent in this movie but Mother Superior. Like, and what was that? That's it, the most I reserved. What is the most reserved yeah, that you yeah. can get is you have like a nun figure being like the, being like the no, 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 no. Right, so right. it's like, I don't, I don't think it's hard to see this as a moral panic film at all. <laughs> okay, That's my I'm,
0: sense. <laughs> I know, maybe I just have a very low opinion of 80s slashers. <laughs>
1: no no and that's you fine I mean? like and that's, that's the thing is like i know what this movie is and i've already said it yeah, it's, yeah. You know, like it's not it's not people's first choice of the holidays either like horror holidays <laughs> probably but black christmas probably always oh, everything, so much, right? much
0: better so much better
1: <laughs> um but it's like i still enjoy this i think that this is a fun one <laughs> i also thought that the weird ass remake that they did in like 2000 with malcolm mcdowell was kind what of fun too Yeah, it's not. It's sort of a sideways remake. We never get to know. Billy is more of a a Michael Myers sort of character and he carries a (laughs) flamethrower. Oh, okay. Okay. It's it's a lot stranger. (laughs) Okay, hold on a second.
0: Hold on a second. This is going to be. This may sound completely random, but did you see the Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special on Disney Plus?
1: I haven't yet. I, it's on okay. my list to, to watch for sure.
0: Okay. So watch it. It's awesome. But also when you watch it, remember this conversation. And something <laughs> you just said might explain something in that special. And when you watch it, let me know. Let, uh, tell me and let me know if you know what I'm talking about. I think you will.
1: I'm gonna have a hard <laughs> time remembering this because They thought it's being recorded. Huh? <laughs> no,
0: I love, when when you when you see it in the special, you I think you'll I think it'll make you remember what we were talking about, and you'll remember what you said that made me think of that. Okay. It, it, it okay. It, it it fits together better now.
1: I got I got a JP yeah. Easter egg this week. All right. <laughs>
0: okay yeah yeah
1: all right all right so um all right so we i I think we've pretty much discussed you know that part of it anyway but i I did want to start i want to start more at the beginning but uh we kind of just went everywhere with that conversation because (laughs) that is a that is an essay and I like we just we went 20 minutes on (laughs) on a um yeah um anyway so back to so this is why I know this movie is like, for sure. I think that there's subtext, but I don't think the writer was, you know, I don't think he's the best writer. Uh, Mm -hmm. There are some moments in this movie. uh, One of them being how cognizant Billy is as a kid, when he enters the mental ward of his grandfather's home. And, and when I say home, I mean, uh, institution. Right. right. Uh, He like acknowledges that he's been naughty during the year. Like, what kid do you know? (laughs) Like when somebody's like, have you been nice all year, Billy? You know nobody ever says no. <laughs> well, no I don't think just was... any toys, Grandpa. Huh? <laughs> so
0: the way I interpreted that scene was that his grandfather was scaring him so much that he like he, he almost like unconscious, like oh sub not subconsciously he he um oh my gosh he he kind of was so scared that he, he had to tell the truth. He, he was just, he was just so scared, you know? Yeah. No, he, he, I mean, that's, that's what, what it lie. is. You know, I bought that. I, I didn't have too much of an issue with it.
1: <laughs> I don't know you if know? I've ever been, I'd been more scared to tell the truth than to lie though. You know what I mean?
0: Yes but, trying, I, like... yes. but I think in that situation, you know, because it's Santa Claus who knows if you've been naughty or nice, regardless of whether you say it or not, you know?
1: Yeah, but he's not Santa Claus. The grandfather's not Santa Claus.
0: Right, right. But, but, but that's the thing. That's the thing. You know, it doesn't matter if he lies to his grandfather because Santa Claus knows either way. And so it's almost like he's not even telling his grandfather. Yes. I've been naughty. It's almost like, He's coming to the realization. Oh my gosh, I've been naughty. Sam's gonna come punish me. Almost, like he's talking to himself more so than his grandfather. Be- just because he's so scared. At least that's kind yeah. of how how I took it. I
1: don't know. I think that's a lo- I think that's a lot to uh, because like <laughs> I've got a two year old nephew. I you know if I get scary with him, he he sort of does what I want. <laughs> you know. What I mean? Like it's usually like when, like yesterday he was whining and complaining and like, he was just tired because he hadn't had a nap. But like, I was just like, okay, buddy, sit down on the couch. Like just sit there because he needed to fall asleep. Was all it was. <laughs> but like, he's whining and wailing and crying. And all I did was, you know, it's sort of a don't make me come over there. Kind of like thing. <laughs> And uh-huh. of course he went right to the couch like <laughs> I didn't have to do much more yeah. than that. And it's like he still cried and wailed and he wanted Blippy and he want you know whatever the hell else is out there that you know is on he's he's all about YouTube. If YouTube isn't on he has a fit, you know, that kind of stuff. But like he will he's he's going to tell me what I want to hear regardless like so that he can watch the Blippy or, or so he can stay up or anything like that. And it doesn't matter whether I'm scary towards him or not. I mean, I suppose the difference is that he knows who I am versus he doesn't, you know, uh, Billy doesn't know who his grandfather is. He's never met him before in his life. Mm -hmm. But like the, I don't, I I think that this is just a little unbelievable because it almost (laughs) ends up like the Batman origin story. Like the way that this whole thing goes down, and that guy is oh, only there. You're saying, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the guy yeah. is only there too to to be the the Friday the Thirteenth character. That's like you're all gonna die up there. Like oh. <laughs> that's really all he's doing is like because it just yeah. it goes yeah. that route. Like everything, yeah, yeah. like if you're not good, you know, you haven't been yeah. good. You're gonna be punished, you know, and that's exactly he, he, what happens.
0: He is the harbinger.
1: Yes, he movie is that You guys should all watch. We <laughs> <He> brought <laughs> this all around. Yes, it was like we knew what we
0: were yep. doing. <laughs> this episode just one big commercial for The Harbinger.
1: <laughs> but seriously, see The Harbinger, it's really cool. <laughs> uh- <laughs> yeah, so then he goes to. So after, after he spends time with Grandpa, the whole, you know, insane act occurs that's way more out there than anything like i'm like <laughs> first of all i think the real the one really good detail about this is that santa drives like a, a cherry red car because it's really like anytime we've ever seen santa's sleigh what color is it
0: red of that's right
1: so of he's course. he's <laughs> just owning the part there yep, yep. um now what i find like, all of that is, is whatever. It really is. It's it's really the Batman, you know, I lost my parents thing. Only mm. it goes into a traumatic angle as opposed yeah, to Batman yeah. go, decides to become Batman and mm-hmm. Billy becomes the Joker, essentially. Um, yeah, kind of. But my favorite thing is mullet Billy. Like, every other kid in that class has a regular haircut, but Billy's got a mullet. Oh, really? Like, when he <laughs> gets know, to, like, yeah, yeah. Mary's. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's like... We, we, we couldn't afford to cut the rest of your hair sorry Billy
0: <laughs> you only get half um, a haircut
1: yeah but like the then there's like clearly trauma like in the the um mother superior is like no it needs to be beaten out of him and uh yeah, sister yeah. margaret's like no he needs help <laughs> you don't get it there's this whole new thing it's oh, called therapy he could do something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like no how dare you um but then we get to the this, this sexual whole nature of this whole thing which uh there's so many like small little ties that that go around in this movie that i, I really like and that's him seeing what the Santa Claus does to his mother, him in this act at the school, watching the two people through the keyhole and then watching another superior punish them. And then Mm -hmm. of course, you know, the, the final act that, that sort of breaks him is in Ira's toy room with the, -hmm. uh, the girl that he likes and the, the other guy. Now there is like, there is subtext there for sure of the, the girl that he likes and the mother character and like oh, yeah, he has, that, he has that weird section where he gets killed because, uh, you know he's had he basically because he's having the impure thoughts and because mm-hmm. he's you know in a sexual situation, but there is a weird edible thing there with that, and yeah, yeah. Then when he sees her like that and she sort of rejects him, that's kind of where he breaks because at first he could be seen as sort of like a hero that went too far, right? or anti-hero whatever but he becomes the villain yeah. when she rejects him when she's like you are crazy
0: yes yes so so after he kills the guy then he goes for her yeah yeah. and then she rejects him. yeah mm-hmm. and that's yeah. what i
1: the story parts of this i really like i think are i think the story elements of this are better than the actual writing like the mm-hmm. the dialogue mm-hmm. i mean i suppose yeah yeah um yeah, definitely definitely because <laughs> hold on i had there was a line uh The sled scene. Look at this hill, virgin man. Yeah, the only kind you'll ever get. That doesn't even make sense. I don't even know what that means. Like, if someone could explain to me, look at this hill, virgin man. Yeah, the only kind you'll ever get. Please explain that to me. I don't know what that means. Like, he's he's gonna he's gonna be with a hill, like (laughs) right. Uh, like I, oh, he's only going to be with virgins? <laughs> I don't understand. It still doesn't. <laughs> oh
0: my god! Yeah, someone's going to help me
1: out with that one because it's, just, it's I had, like, like I have no way to shed on like, that. That line absolutely kills me every time because I'm like, I don't know. what that means. Um, I don't even they think way. they did
0: when they were filming it.
1: No, they they didn't. They didn't care. The, this was just like, oh yeah, <laughs> people will laugh. Because
0: they were just saying words.
1: Um. <laughs> oh man so yeah like like i do think that there's a lot of stuff there um Mm -hmm. there's a weird cycle of naughty and punishment and it it all plays around the santa claus theme um Mm -hmm. especially when he punches the santa at saint mary's on christmas Mm
0: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: and it's really just he doesn't like, obviously, they're not paying attention to, to his trauma. Like, I can't oh, believe the mother superior, them. who's probably been briefed on his case and knows everything, single thing about him from the moment that she took him in. You would think, you I, would hope. Right? You would at least hope. Like, she's sitting there and she's going, I can't imagine why he hates Santa Claus. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. that, like, come it, on, it, man.
0: <laughs> like, just, just seeing her, like, be such a... Just, just, be terrible. It's it, like it's so frustrating watching that.
1: Yeah, you no, know and like, I mean she. she you're, it's, it's, it's really hundred like, I know, I know you're very Catholic and mm-hmm. or Christian. I'm sorry. Oh uh, yeah, you're...
0: I'm Catholic. Yeah, I'm Catholic. Okay.
1: And I know, like, I grew up Catholic, and I know, mm-hmm. like, some hard nuns for sure. Like, oh, they're yeah. just that, tough, unfortunately, tough as nails. That all that did happen. Yeah. I have never <laughs> seen a nun like. But... <laughs> like, uh, well, uh, <laughs> <another story. laughs>
0: yeah, I think that's that—that that, you know, a bit extreme,
1: which fits the it's, nature. It's the most of the movie, extreme. You know? It It's almost it, it,
0: it, it like a caricature of like real life strict nuns, you know, which which kind of fits the movie.
1: You yeah, know? just how yeah. ridiculous no, it really the does. Because I mean, we you both know. know that this movie's out there. It's it's oh, over the top. It's you know, and that's sort of the thing is it's meant to be that way. It's, it's not meant to be like, you know, clearly this isn't, well, here's the thing is I can't even put it into perspective that this isn't a real person because people surprise me all the time. (laughs) Yeah. I
0: mean,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. There there are Um, a lot of people
0: out there and you know, some of them are bound to be ridiculous like that,
1: (laughs) but okay. So the psychotic break, all right. Mm -hmm. The, for me, like, Billy enters this this realm in his mind. Obviously, there's a lot going on. The uh, the girl that he likes is, you know, has just been sexually assaulted. There's uh, the fact that she rejects him. There's the fact that he's dressed like Santa in this situation. Uh, <laughs> like, like, this just, like, to me, this is one of the best, like, moments in in a horror movie. Like, it really does explain, like, the, the psychological nature of why you would just go on a killing spree at that point, it makes a lot of sense. But the one thing, not that I ever would, is just, Good. Good uh, to know. the one thing that, that gets me, though, is alcohol and where that fits in is I don't think that we ever see alcohol ahead of uh, that that Christmas part. Maybe we see it once before that. And it's like a no thank you kind of kind of deal, but I don't remember. New do alcohol is kind of being a forbidden thing as well. Did Wait, you notice that, or was it just me in this movie? Uh, yeah, because so I don't at think Iris Toys, I like okay, so Iris Toys they have the Christmas party, mm-hmm. they break out the alcohol, and he finally tries it. I'm pretty sure I think that there's a scene before that where he sort of says no. Hmm. if there is i don't remember it it's i mean i think it's subtle like i think this whole angle is rather subtle because Mm -hmm. it doesn't make much sense um Mm -hmm. because so he starts punishing um right like the the dude in the back room that's his sort of pseudo boss and then uh Mm -hmm. the girl that he likes are his first two victims and that makes sense because of the act that they're portraying and and that's sort of the Relates to the psychological break. But is alcohol a factor in that? First of all, because he's drinking and it's the first time that we've ever seen that we've seen him drinking, whether he has or not before that, we don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ira and the other woman who I think is Mrs. I wrote a name out. Ma- Mrs. Randall, Mrs. Randall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Their only crime is that they were drinking and they get killed. Like, he walks in the back room, and she tries to escape, and she gets you know arrowed, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah. that's uh, that's it for them. But what was their crime? What, why mean, were it, they punished?
0: It probably drinking. I mean, it, it, it goes back to like typical 80s slasher thing. Yeah, it if, is. If it's you true. drink or it, it, it's like in Scream when Randy says, you know, if you drink or have sex, you die in a horror. Horrible- yeah, it's, 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 that it's just kind of following of those regular
1: rules for sure. Yeah,
0: exactly, exactly. And
1: that's sort of what I'm getting at is like, like that's something in the movie that is never, <laughs> never really made clear. Mm,
0: yeah, yeah. Just kind of le- yeah. It just kind of left for you to figure it out based on your own knowledge of 80s slasher tropes, basically.
1: Yeah. There is one shot in this movie that I thought was, I mean, besides the. Um, I think that the um, decapitation scene is (laughs) really rather well done. Uh, Like, it just is. Like, he's coming down. He's (laughs) naughty! He
0: comes out of nowhere. (laughs)
1: It's so good. Um, The The only only thing in the series that's better is Garbage Day. Like, Garbage Day is 100% uh, the the best thing about Silent Night, Deadly Night as a whole, like, as a Mm -hmm. uh, franchise. But, what, um, what
0: movie is that in?
1: That's in the second one. So oh, Billy okay. just walks up. Okay. He's got a gun in his hand. He's just walking the neighborhood, and he, like, looks at this dude that's bringing out his trash, and he's like, Garbage, dude! he just, like, shoots him. And he he's like, no! <laughs> and he just falls over. It was, like, a, it was a meme forever. Like, people just... Really? Back in, like, the early 2000s, I just got sent this a lot, and I had no idea. I never it saw that. Like, 10 oh. years ago. <laughs> okay. Okay. So... <laughs> anyway um i didn't i thought i sent it to you the other night oh maybe it didn't send because it was uh Uh,
0: i might have ignored it because
1: it was silent night deadly night yeah that makes sense yeah um but so i think the other shot that i really like in this is when uh sister margaret comes in she's looking Mm -hmm. for billy at ira's toys it's after the whole thing has happened uh she sees Mrs. Randall on the floor and she screams and it just cuts to the nutcrackers whose mouths are wide open. And I'm like, mm. that's a really, you know, that was a really good shot. That was a really good way yeah. to incorporate the Christmas angle mm. into all of this. So, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I just wanted to call that scene out. Um, yeah, cool. All right. And <laughs> I've sort of taken control. Do you have anything you want to talk about? I, feel yeah. like, I still got like a page and a half.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so I think I said earlier that, even though I keep telling you I hate this movie, as far as 80 slashers go, it's really not bad. And for me, I think what, what really makes it what, what what elevates it above you just your, your typical 80s slasher is the fact that it takes the time to really build up the character of Billy in a way that I, I mean, granted, it, it's not, you know, it's not great. But it at least makes sense, and like you know, you, you, under, you can understand his trauma, and the trauma building on trauma, and then ultimately leading to this snapping point. You know, like it, it's an yeah. interesting, like psychological character study beyond just a guy going around killing people. You know, like there, there there is some genuine substance there that I think a lot of your your just kind of stereotypical eighty slashers don't have as much of.
1: You know. Oh, for sure. Um, I was telling you recently. I was watching. I, I had been watching a few like really out there ones. I, I was watching Killer Party, okay. and I was watching Girls Night Out. And Girls Night mm-hmm. Out, I think, might actually be from the seventies.
0: But okay.
1: or I don't know if you've ever seen Final Exam. That's another I've heard one. Of it, never seen it. Oh my god! It like both of those movies fit into the same sort of wheelhouse for me. I think Girls Night Out might be a little bit better than Final Exam, and it's mm-hmm. just that they sort of overdo their exposition like thinking that they're building something up but you're really just getting bored like watching mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. um and then you know when the the slashing comes in you just don't care anymore because these characters have run around in circles for so long you just it's whatever mm-hmm. right right yeah um so I, I totally understand where you're coming from on the angle with this movie because I've watched so many that I'm just like, oh my God, just finished. What was that one that uh, did you watch it recently? It was uh, uh, I know it went around the Hobbes uh, people. I think I, I know I watched it and I think Bronson watched it.
0: Oh, is that Scare Zone? Yes! No, oh I my see that God! <laughs> I'm,
1: if you avoided that, you did yourself a favor.
0: I, yeah, there's, yeah um, there, there's a reason I didn't watch it. <laughs>
1: Not to knock it, like anybody yeah. that worked on that movie, but at some point you had to say, "When does this end?"
0: <laughs> it was that bad. It's oh, man.
1: it is like in terms of movies that like first of all that movie was supposed to come out in like two thousand eight or two thousand nine. It just came out.
0: Oh, um, there's a reason for that.
1: Yeah, and it's clear that uh, you know it's clear like somebody just wanted to make a movie and they made a movie. And mm. Good for them. You know, like I really yeah. sure good for, you know good for them, mm. but. It's it's not an experience I ever want to have again. <laughs> that's that's how yeah, yeah that's where that one falls. Yeah, for um, me,
0: like the, like the, like what what made me like really really want to avoid it was when Bronson said that he wasn't a big fan of it because he's he's like our resident slasher guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's, he's
0: you, you know you give him a slasher, he's happy. Even if it sucks. So if he says it's not very good, then there's no way in hell I'm going to watch it. <laughs>
1: No kidding. Like, I mean, he knows his stuff. And even like, you know, for what it's worth, he kind of, I wouldn't say defended, but he knew what Texas Chainsaw, the the latest one, was. And like I said, I don't think he defended it, but I think he just sort of propped it up a bit to say that it was, you know, it's good enough. It's, you know, nothing's going to be the original. And, and you know, you don't know. But, I mean, the thing about Texas Chainsaw from from last February is that that was, February? is it bad? Oh, yeah. Man. But is it a good time? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh my God. No, it's so oh, I hated that. I movie. was laughing my ass oh, off man. through oh, it. it. It was so, I was so disappointed. No, you can make drinking so games and stuff out of that. At least, at least it's got oh, something. Man. That's what I'm saying is at least it's got something. And uh, I think like, like scare zone or the, or girls night out. I, no not or final exam even um not so much girls night out might have a little bit of that so that like at least you can have like a beer with friends and and enjoy the film but um final exam i thought was just joyless and oh man uh, that's the same thing with with scare zone i just it's just bad like okay (laughs) um those are my opinions anyway (laughs) but anyway there's somebody that we really need to mention in this movie and um I think you know who it is. It's Linnea Quigley.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, clearly, <laughs> clearly became like one of the biggest <laughs> horror actresses. Uh, I think oh, yeah. she's still acting in horror movies. She's in, um, is she? Death Drop. Oh, yeah, that's right. In- she, yeah, she just, they were just in a
0: movie with her. Like, I think it was like, it was marketed as like, Oh, the return of Linnea Quigley.
1: Right. Oh no, she's been in everything. Right? Right. She was in the last, uh, she was in the last Thanksgiving last year. She was in, uh, Death Drop Gorgeous last year. She literally just does like bit parts now because okay. I mean she's a she's a horror icon. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. And that's all thanks to uh, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, of, yeah, yeah. Re- realistically, and Night of the Demons, I suppose too. Night of the Demons, fantastic. Wait, sh- she's in that? Yeah, yeah, she's. <laughs> anyway, um, oh, okay. this is the year. Be- that. This movie came out a year before Return of the Living Dead. Um, mm-hmm. I think that she has the best death scene in this. Which is literally, uh, she becomes Rudolph's red nose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, boy. But the thing that I found really funny was I started I started thinking about it, and um, Lydia Quigley's got so many like holiday movies down that she should just go for the rest of them. Like, uh, she's got... I mean, any movie can be attributed to October, Halloween, or, or whatever. Right, or right, Halloween of course. It be a course. Halloween movie if you wanted to. But I think yeah. she's got Halloween movies anyway. Like, not actual well, Halloween movies. Something with, you know... Well, if she's a
0: Night of the Demons, that's a, that's a Halloween movie. I
1: what do you mean? Oh, mean, yeah, is it, is it, is a, it does happen on Halloween. It's Halloween. Like, yeah. that,
0: that's why they go there, yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you're right. You're right. So, that, that works. But then there's the last Thanksgiving in November, for November. There's uh, uh-huh. Silent Night, Deadly Night, and also... Christmas? Uh, Deadly Christmas. Is that what you said?
0: Oh, no, no. I, I said for Christmas.
1: Yeah. And then there's um, Dead by Midnight, which is why to kill, which is a <laughs> <laughs> new, year's new year's Okay. And then there's okay. Graduation Day, which could take place in May or June. Huh. So like you oh, have right. all of these. You could literally, like at this point, almost make a Linea Quigley movie per month. To, yeah, to yeah.
0: Sort of, uh, you can have like a Linea Quigley horror calendar.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I really think I, I think she should go for it. I think that it would be really cool <laughs> to have a Linea Quigley, like, you know, movie a day or yeah, something. Yeah. So <laughs> she needs to so she needs
0: to be in, in the next My Bloody Valentine movie. Yeah, right? Like movie. come
1: on. If they I, another, if they make another
0: that's leprechaun that's movie, <laughs> she needs to be in it.
1: For they're always Patrick's making day. another leprechaun movie. It's like exactly. SO. You, exactly. you know that they're just gonna keep yeah. coming. They're never gonna stop.
0: They should make Leprechaun versus Saw.
1: Yeah, <laughs> in space for some reason. I mean, I mean, I mean, where
0: Why else would it be? Where else? You know, I mean,
1: that could be. That, like, that's the thing. Is like, if you did something so bizarre as Leprechaun and Saw in space, I would watch that. I'm sure that it would have. Nothing good about it, but it would be—you'd have me laughing. But it would have linear quickly, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it would have to. Yeah, you know. Let's let's get her into March. So exactly, could be, exactly. a linear quickly movie a month. I think we can do it. Yep. Um, yep. let me see. I think. Yeah, uh, that's all my notes because we we sort of hop back and forth a bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, I. I... I don't really have much else. Um, yeah, that's about it. You know. All right. So this is a good conversation. Um, I liked fun. our I, 5 I knew this hour was going to be a good one when
1: you told me you didn't like it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm, I'm
0: going to have to come up with some movies that you don't like.
1: And, oh, for sure. Uh,
0: and return the favor.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make it Final Exam or scare zone. <laughs> <laughs> Next I week, ScareZone. Actually, the worst – the worst movie I've ever seen, and I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen it, but, um, Microwave Massacre.
0: Nah, I've never seen that one.
1: So, the guy that does Frosty the Snowman's voice, uh, Jackie Ooh. Vernon, Ooh, is in it, treat. and he was a comedian, uh, back in the 50s, 60s, 70s, and this movie's from the 70s, and it's literally, like, he kills his wife, chops her up, puts her in a, um, freezer out, outside, and he starts eating her in the microwave. He puts her in the microwave and, and eats her. Now oh, it sounds funny. like this is like during the era where microwaves are coming into the, the home and stuff like that too. Like it's mm-hmm. obviously like technology <laughs> sort of film that's right, right. Uh, <laughs> like this is what will happen, you know. But it's it's a it's marketed as a horror comedy because Jackie Vernon's obviously in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Vernon's first of all, Vernon's comedy is terrible, like. Ooh so bad like it's all puns and like tongue in cheek okay. stuff and then it hasn't aged well on top of that because well it's from a different era right well
0: so, yeah well, yeah that
1: happens like it, I think it's 85 minutes but it feels like 6 hours wow, <laughs> like, that, that, that's, the and, like, that's the worst
0: that's the worst kind of movie yeah,
1: it's yeah. bad like it is maybe the, it's probably the worst film I've ever seen
0: so have, have you ever seen Birdemic
1: Birdemic. I've heard that that's pretty bad too.
0: Uh, that that's I've the worst movie in. I've seen. It is. It's basically like the birds, but it sucks. I mean, it's <laughs> it's it, uh, okay. Let me say this. Let me say this. There's we could do a whole podcast about how bad this movie is, but there are parts where um, where the birds kind of like kamikaze dive bomb into the town they're attacking and the strange thing is when they like when on impact they explode but they're birds (laughs) 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 and it's just the acting's bad and just oh it's 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 borderline unwatchable oh no it's not borderline unwatchable it's unwatchable unless you hate yourself you know, it's, oh man, that, that's, that's the worst movie I've ever seen. So you should watch it sometime. You might like it.
1: I probably won't. <laughs> so, okay, let hold on. I want, uh, there's one more thing I want to discuss because I just found this okay. on, on IMDb. Cause this is what I sort of do when we get to the end of the show is I just kind of look through the trivia stuff mm-hmm. and you know, see if we hit anything or, or whatever. And we kind of, you know, we obviously made note about the, the film's release and obviously there was moral panic around this movie at the oh, time. Of course. Sort of,
0: of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And
1: um, that's the thing is like, I go, I, I think about it and I, it says here, Phil Donahue dedicated an hour of his television program. <laughs> well, was, well, wasn't it, <laughs> the, it was
0: uh, either it was Siskel or Ebert, one of them. Did he like, yeah, yeah. He like, you know, went on TV and, and like lit and like read the names the people of all the productions said and after each name said shame on you <laughs> like for, yes. for making the movie come on that's that that's a bit much
1: <laughs> it is uh, yeah. Yeah, Gene Siskel read out loud the names of the companies <laughs> that owned and, distri- uh, and oh, distribute uh, the distributor TriStar Pictures on his and Roger Ebert television show, then said, shame on you. He also called out the writer, director, and producer and said, you have nothing to be proud of.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's not that bad.
1: <laughs> the group formed to protest the film and lobby for it to be removed from theaters was called Citizens Against Movie Madness. Oh boy! So, like, in that case, it is kind of meta on the fact that, like, I think that there is a degree of moral panic in the film, <laughs> and the the fact that there was moral panic <laughs> oh, surrounding idea, it.
0: Yeah,
1: just I mean, like, what, <laughs> I
0: mean when, when 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 they were making it, they at least some of the filmmakers probably thought that there might be. This kind of a backlash to it. I mean, not, not not that extreme, but it wouldn't surprise me if, if you know, if they knew that turning Santa Claus into a, a slasher villain would cause an uproar. You know, so like on that level, yeah. You know, they, they, I think there was some intent to it.
1: But beyond the film was that, originally yeah. known as Sleigh Ride through his production. <laughs> like Slay like S L A Y. You got it. And finally, Mickey Rooney, who was one of the biggest vocal detractors of the film in 1984, surprised people when he starred in Silent Night, Deadly Night 5, The (laughs) Toymaker.
0: Really? Oh, wow. That's crazy.
1: That's pretty good. That's a good one. (laughs) All right.
0: All right. So... This is a good conversation, like I said.
1: Yeah, I uh, had a lot of fun with this yeah, one. Uh, yeah, I yeah. mean, I know it's not your cup of tea, and that's that's fine. I'm sure we're going to do something. I
0: mean, that's that. what that's what this podcast is all about, you know, is watching movies we hate.
1: <laughs> I don't think that that's what it's about at all, but okay. No, I mean, it's really about I mean, getting different perspectives on things. <laughs> uh,
0: uh, t- tomato, tomato, you know. <laughs> All right, well, guys, I hope you've all had uh, had, as much, had as much fun listening to us as we had talking about this movie. Um, so as always, you can find our writings and a bunch more people's writings on horrorobsessive.com. Uh, check out the website. Um, and next week, we actually know what we're going to talk about. I mean, not next week, ne- two weeks, two next weeks. episode. Yeah, for once, we actually know what we're going to talk about before the end of the episode. So in two weeks, we're going to be talking about a Christmas horror story. Um, this is, a if you've never seen it, it's a, it's a Christmas anthology. Uh, it has William Shatner in it. Um, it has Santa Claus fighting Krampus. Uh, it's a really good time. Uh, it's a lot like trick-or-treat, but for Christmas. Um, so if you haven't seen it, I think you'll like it. Check it out. And I've this never seen it. So,
1: about so you, it, this ought to be... This ought to be a surprising one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited to see what you think of
1: it. I am too. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) All right, guys. Well. Thank you. We will see you in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.